Welcome to Data Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Welcome back to Data Driven Recruiting. My name is Sophia Beck, and I'm joined by my co host, Tigran Sloyan. Hey, Sophia. So today we're talking about university recruiting and early talent recruiting and how to be more data driven in that space. So to start off, let's discuss how it's done today, like how different companies are doing early talent recruiting, why what most of them do is problematic and how we can do a better job at it. Sounds good. Awesome. So what do most companies do today? Most companies today would go to a select list of 20 schools or 100 schools, depends on the size of the university recruitment program. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they usually basically go to like campus events, career fairs usually. Uh, Most companies focus on 20 to 30 because that's already a lot of work to go to this campus. Right. It's a very time-consuming process to be physically representing. Exactly, right? And those who have like a massive, you know, college recruitment program, they usually would go to... Uh, a little bit more schools than usual. And then they also have some like inbound candidates where, you know, resume review is essentially the the death of all things where mm-hmm. like you know if you send in resume, the resume and then you never hear back exactly <laughs> it's, the, it's the famous black hole right uh but even when they when they go to campuses like the initial screen is the resume right, right? so like you would go to campuses students would come around they would hand out sort of a co- their resume, their resume yeah. and then they would go through this hundreds of resumes that they received right. try to identify people based on whatever criteria they've ha- defined mm-hmm. and then call them in for interviews. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of start with first, you already chose a specific school mm-hmm. uh, based on the kind of a, the name and the list mm-hmm. you have and then you start looking at the resume. So, kind of a two layers of a, um, almost a screening process, that very rigid screening that you just start the whole process with. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like most you know, students do not have a much to put on their resume, right? So, like, right. if you imagine, they probably could put their GPA, and GPA is very misleading because, mm. you know, if I took only a few easy classes, my GPA is going to be really high. Whereas if I was pushing the envelope and trying to, like, be the best I could, most likely my GPA is going to suffer from that, right? Right. But on the other hand, you know, the reason why a lot of companies are picking the top you know schools or the select schools and then working off of that i mean it kind of all makes sense from the like you cannot go to all the schools so you have to in some way prioritize it uh so i understand the reasoning but what's the problem that they're not really seeing or taking into consideration about what trade-off they're making by doing that. Like, what's the problem? Sure. I mean, the main problem is that you're going to be missing a lot of great talent that might not be going to to the schools. And then at the same time, by relying too much on the school, you're actually not going to hire the best cohort that you could have hired. Like, if Mm -hmm. you look at some of these schools, you know, Research says that, you know, if you take uh, the distribution of, like, the top computer science students from MIT and then you take the top computer science from, like, a third-tier school, mm-hmm. the top 2-3% are mm-hmm. pretty comparable to each other when it comes to skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by going to this, you know, only the elite schools and then trying to compete with everybody else who's already there. And then reaching deeper into the pocket, <laughs> going down that distribution curve. Right, because right. nobody's going to be hiring only mm-hmm. the top 2-3%. Two, two, 
I mean, some companies even, like I won't name names, but some very, very, very prominent companies don't even do assessments or interviews. Like if you go to the mm. school, you basically just get an offer, like you get a conversation at the career fair and then you get an offer handed out. So the company wow. is literally just yeah. going off of like, oh, you go to this school, all right, you should be good. Mm -hmm. But that's not even close to reality because people get into the schools for many different reasons. Some of them get get into it because they were good at history some get mm. into it because they were good at biology or it's close to home or it's close to home yeah. like there's millions of reasons yeah. why certain people go to certain schools and then major in certain things so like just relying on that pedigree is a recipe for disaster so they're basically doing themselves the harm and actually missing on the whole purpose of uh, i'm trying to hire the best people and then i want to go to the best well-known school actually if you only hire from that school you are actually ending up with a less qualified candidate pool than you would have if you actually looked at the top performing students from all different schools. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, as you said, a lot of uh, companies that we talk to say, like, what else could we do? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we can't really afford to go to like multi several hundred schools. Yeah. But these days, there's a lot of really good online platforms that allow you to do a lot of this work online. So, mm -hmm. like, from Handshake to WayUp to like platforms that have been getting students on board and yeah. organizing like online career fairs, organizing online, you know, job applications where yeah. you can really get access to like a very, very wide pool. Right. And then from there, I guess going back to the fundamentals is like you cannot be doing a resume screen because the resume screen is just a random selection right. and a random <laughs> criteria for like, you know, who you're actually going to move forward, who you're not. Mm -hmm. So the very, very first step of the assessment should of the interview should be an assessment, not a resume screen. Because by also doing a resume screen, <clears throat> you're not only going to be missing out on some of the best candidates, but you're also going to be introducing all of the biases, all of the diversity issues that exist in the market today. Mm -hmm. Because naturally, humans are biased. And if you hand them a resume and say, like, pick which ones get to move forward, which ones are not, you're going to obviously get a non-representative group moving forward to the next steps. Right. Okay. Well, what's the bottom line here for today? Absolutely. The bottom line is that in order to, you know, really achieve your hiring goals, in order to increase diversity in early talent, you have to forget resumes when it comes to recruiting. You have to start with assessments mm -hmm. and you have to expand the top of the funnel and not just focus on a handful of schools, but increase it to as many schools as you can using online portals and using assessments, not resumes as the first screen. Well, thank you for the insight and thank you for tuning in. See you next time.